podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 6th of September, 2022. My name's Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. And of course, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and all your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, two battling performance for the Belfast Giants, but ultimately two defeats in the opening weekend of the Champions Hockey League. Uh, we'll consider what took place in the Czech Republic and back in Belfast. It's the same opponents this weekend, and we'll see what lessons we've learned. We're joined by Kevin Rain to talk about the games and the, his latest post on his website where he talks about the ball-busting finale to last season. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> we'll look at a few pieces around the league. We'll chat a bit of news of Joel. And then we're joined by a Giants legend who's, uh, well, he was the star of this. Georgia Watt is back in the fold of the Belfast Giants. We're really looking forward to chatting to him later on. If you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, send us your thoughts, comments, questions, and we can share them on screen and maybe get you involved in the discussion. Um, Mr. McJimsey, how are you? Nice hat. I'm okay, Paddy. Um, I guess school's back. So it is. back to normal. Kids are downstairs. Should be in bed doing their homeworks, as you do. You know, So tonight's <laughs> homework for anybody that's interested for... Lily was to write something interesting about the Tudor times. Uh, what can you tell me? One the thing that's Tudors. interesting about the Tudor times, Davey? Or I can tell you one interesting thing. Let's go. Tudor fact. One interesting the, the the Tudor fact that Lily is going with the term "whipping boy" is a Tudor term. Um, and it, back in Tudor days, when you misbehaved in school and you got fifty lashes of the cane, if you were rich enough, you could bring in a substitute to get whipped for your child, and they were known as the whipping boy. That's where the really? term "whipping boy" comes from. Tudor times. 
I, I can go out. To, my wife just went to see the uh, the musical Six, which she says fantastic to find out about the Six uh, Wives of Henry VIII. They're going to bring her in and have a discussion about it if you'd like. Just turn it into a Tudor podcast. Well, funnily enough, talk, my wife talk, actually talked about the Six. Sorry, Joel. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. No, go ahead. We we, we did talk about the Six Six Wives and I think he <laughs> no better not. <laughs> 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 But my wife uh, also went dear. to see the six last week, Patty. So if you want to take the night off, boys, we can really flip this on its head. Like, so apparently, it's very good. Not, not a view from the castle. <laughs> um, Joel, how are you? You're in the new house. You got the you've yeah, done internet. The, a wee box arrived from BT today, so I can't tell you that the place is finished. I'm sitting in essentially uh, a white box here, but it's progress, Patty. The the relentless march of progress. Hopefully, within another six months or so, I might actually get something on the wall. If uh, if people see me looking this way quite a bit, I will say that I've sort of made a big mistake in the last couple of weeks, and my NFL draft for my fantasy league got you know decided it was going to happen at nine o'clock tonight, and I never really get that. So I'm sort of trying to present this and do my NFL draft no, at listen, the same respect. time. So respect. let's see how we can let's see how we can juggle those things. Um, let's get stuck into these games, boys. The two games the Belfast Giants had in the Champions Hockey League to open it. They went first of all to the Czech Republic to take on. Right, I'm going for Trinetch. Trinetch. Also, also Larry Trinetch, mate. Just also get it. They're not. Ocelari Trinets. Oh, I'm going to see like an ETS. Nice. I was going to. I was going to. I was going to give um, Luke Fisher a uh, a voicemail, a voice message to see if he could come back to us as lame. But I'm basing well, this on last year when we played Liberetch. That they were Liberettes, ETS. Ah, he's right. Yes, Trinets. I can't. Trinets. I can't remember what um, what uh, Aaron Murphy was saying during the commentary, either. So it's in. But let's say Trinets. I'll go with Trinets. I'll, I'll take your word for it, David. We'll nice. go for that game. The Belfast Giants travelled over to the Czech Republic to take on Oslo Trinets, nice. and ultimately fell to a four nil defeat. Let me spread the stats for those watching on YouTube. Um. There are the scores if you're watching Vosnalek, Dano, Vrana, and oh no, Zaharad Nick. <laughs> Jan. 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 <laughs> um, ultimately, Davey, we went one nothing down after just, well, 18 minutes. So, and then held out to the third period. It was a battling performance. I, I keep saying that. Yeah, I guess. All the discussion last week when we had Sheds on and we had Adam Keefe on and, and our discussion between ourselves was if, if you, you want to stay in these games for as long as you can, you know you're up against high-quality opposition, you know that you're up against the Czech champions and they're going to be good and they're going to be hard to skate with. They're going to be quick. Special teams is going to be crucial. And we skated well with them. We've conceded just before the end of the first period. Really bad time. There's never a good time in the game to concede a goal, but just before it breaks, always a bad time. Um, you know, and we've skated well with him in the second period. The the the, the real crunch of the game, I guess, was the the shorty. Um, when you're yeah. on the power play and, and we get four men ahead of the puck and they've chipped up the wall, and I think it's um Dano goes one on one with Shield Burn forward against the forward, makes a little move on him, gets Peyton Jones maybe a wee bit tight to his post and, and gets one across the body, really, you know, puck seeking missile or, or net seeking missile. You know, there's not an awful lot he can do, bars positioning. Where he's, he's he's came off the post. Um, I thought for for the most of the game, you know, Trenets kept us pretty much to the outside. We didn't get very many Grade A opportunities, and maybe three in the whole game where we didn't take it. Certainly wasn't a four 0 game, you know. They filled an empty net. They've got a they've got a shorty, and 
I think on Odyssey Ice, we can skate with this team. Uh, and a bit like Davos, there's no reason why for 40 minutes you can't get a result here. These 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 are hard teams to go for a full 60 minutes against. It's draining. They've got deeper benches. I went the greatest of respect to the, the the bottom half of our depth chart. It doesn't match up as well against their top or their bottom half of their depth chart. So it's very, very difficult to to skate with these teams for 60 minutes. You've got to hang in there for as long as you can. Try and get something on the special teams. Be good in the PK, which we'll wear away in the Czech Republic. Unfortunately, they, they, they got a couple of goals against us that we just can't get back. And and then they've ran out there 4-0. Flattering 4-0 scoreline. Probably a 2-1 game. I think we deserved a goal in the game. Albeit we didn't get that much rubber in their goalie. We had those It's a 2-1 game. We're good. playing great. <laughs> we had... <laughs> a couple of really good goal scoring opportunities. It would have taken one, maybe a slightly different game, but we didn't. And, you know, that's how it goes. That's an interesting point because I, I totally agree, especially on that shorthanded. And you know, Dan going one on one with Gilbert on, on, on the boards. And you, as they said at the time, maybe, or if, well, it was, in a, I was watching with my dad in the pub and, uh, or it was on the WhatsApp, I can't remember, but it was a, you know, a forward on a forward. And, uh, and it's difficult, to, especially on a player of that high caliber. Defensively, Joel, I was pretty impressed with how the Giants played. Superb, Paddy. And uh, just to, to and as an addition to what Davy said there, my hot take on this is that if we play as we did against Davos in the return fixture against Trinitz, I think we do them. I think we do them on all the ice. I really do. Five for yeah. five. Five for five on the penalty kill. Absolutely stellar defending. Um, I think Peyton Jones, there was one point, I think, in the, in the first or second period where he turned away just a, a pair of grade-A chances uh, kind of back-to-back. And, and the Belfast Giants really did. They battled so hard defensively. Our penalty killing, I think, was was absolutely tremendous. And I know we'll go on to talk about penalty troubles and the need to stay out of the box. But I think this game, we were fairly hard done by a couple of times. There was a tripping call on Kevin Rain that... Uh, would have been incredibly soft even in the EIHL. So defensively, on the defensive side of the puck, absolutely no issue. I think we have ourselves uh, wound up and we're ready to take them on at home. Offensively, it's one of those agonizing games, isn't it? You know, the, the, the comments that are coming in tonight and the comments that were on Twitter after this game is that the scoreline doesn't tell the story. You get Vodzinil. Uh, Daniel scores the first goal there um, with an absolutely horrendous bounce off the off the backboards that comes out into the front of the crease. Very little you can do about those. You see them in hockey sometimes. That's the way it goes. We hung with them for the majority of that game. There was one point, uh, there was a bit of a scramble in front of the net. Mark Cooper dished a puck right across the crease. That could have been your equaliser. There was a couple of weak glimpses where you thought, goodness, this could be an entirely different game. And as Davey says, a lovely move from Marco Dano to cut inside on Gilbert for, for that second goal uh, on the shorty. A third followed straight after. Um, because you're you're sort of leggy at that point and then the empty netter. It really is just so close to being a different game. Uh, and I think that there are little tweaks and, and improvements that I saw even in the game that we'll come on to talk about that makes me think we do them at home. Considering, Davey, this was the first competitive game that we've had. We've had, the, obviously, the, the warm-up games against Cardiff and then against against Dundee. Do you feel that you know, we, we came into that game or we, we appeared to be a cohesive unit? Yeah, I think, I think that's a fair comment. I think that... Um... There are glimpses within that roster already of, of lines doing really well together. I think we even talked last week about that, especially that second line with uh, Coops and Laker, you know, with that chemistry I had last year, Goody and Collins together again, you know, and um, I kind of miss Gary and Bomber 
being together as much as, as they were last year, but obviously with six six import day, which we also talked about. So, you know, there there are green shoots of of th- good things that can happen. I think it might have been you on Twitter yesterday, the day before, talking about, you know, you're really excited. This is almost, and we did talk about this as well last time. We want to compete every night in the CHL, but we kind of also have to look at it as a bit of an extension of our pre-season for the bread and butter of the Elite League, the Challenge Cup when it gets going, because... You know, can we get ourselves out of this group now? Well, we need four wins, probably. So, you know, at this stage, we have to be focusing on next shift, next period, and, and just trying to skate with these teams this weekend. Oselari obviously come in with a chance in our own rink. It's going to be very difficult in Davos. We've been to Davos before. We know what it's all about out there for for the elder statesmen amongst us. And then, obviously, we've got the, the two games against the Swedish to come up in a few weeks. So... You know, never say never. This Belfast Giants team doesn't have quit in it. The, the club doesn't have quit in it anyway. And um, I don't see why there isn't a result in these next, uh, you know, four games yeah. for us. A couple of points here. I certainly think there's a result for us <clears> in there. You want to come in, Joel? Just really quickly, Paddy, to hammer that point home. Whenever it was still 1-0 in the third period, three things happened in quite quick succession that could have turned that game on its head. Colby McCauley went in close on Mazanek, the, the goalie. Um, there was a, a long video review that deemed that that puck didn't cross the line, which is fair enough. Um, but then Chad Butcher and Tyler Sawyer broke away on a two-on-one um, somewhere after the 45-minute the mark. Um, Mazanek came out and just intercepted that puck. Soizy was at the back door ready to finish that. Um, and then we were denied a five-on-three whenever Scott Conway was hauled down um, in the slot. Uh, just before then, uh, Marco Dano kind of went away and broke away for that second goal. Three incidents in that third period alone that could have had us right back in that game, and that's a totally different game. So it's just fine margins, as you say. Yeah, the, big time. the game at the elite level, in, in any sport at elite level, and, and this is elite-level hockey here, this is the Champions Hockey League, your best clubs in Europe, uh, and we skate with them, and and those fine margins can can just flip a thing in his head. A goal goes for you. You look back to the first time, was it against um, Augsburg, and the, the goals disallowed for for the high stick. Yeah, it's a very very marginal call, and and those things all of a sudden we've got two wins in our first two games, and you're looking at a completely different scenario. So you know you just uh, Kiefer will have these guys ready to go from the, from the puck drops at the weekend here, and we just have to go and try and get a. You know, get that first goal on the board. That'll, that'll be crucial. Instead of chasing games, it's a very different game when you're when you're chasing as to what you're, you're you play from in front. And we play good puck possession when we're in front. And uh, you know that's that's what we've got to try and aim for. A goal was of course signaled for the Belfast Giants, but ultimately it was it was miles away, wasn't it? Yeah, it was not over the line. I, there's been many controversial video review moments that I'll die on a hill over, but that was not a goal. I would have taken it, like, but <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was. Like I said, I was watching it uh, in, in the pub around the corner. Got them to put it on because basically it was a, it's a Friday at six o'clock. There's, there's nothing else on. So, so, so okay, me and my dad who was visiting, we sat and watched it, and my dad and my wife and we were all there, and they had to put up with me jumping up, going, "It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! Oh, oh, it's not! It's not!" disappointing but you know ultimately you know we, we go to these games we go to these away games you get the experience in the champions hockey league and uh, and that's what that was just another piece of experience playing out in europe shall we move on to the game that took place on sunday um again champions hockey league and the belfast giants took on a team that we've said before we beat them in our last encounter with them that was hc davos unfortunately not this time but what a game it was at the SSE Arena. 6-3 to Davos, Fora, Nagrin, Stransky, Nosbomber, 
and oh, I can't remember who scored the other goal because it doesn't show you there. But anyway, <laughs> for the Belfast Giants, Gilbert, Ben Lake, and Scott Conway. But it was a cat and mouse at times, Joel. It really was. Uh, this game was electric. We had a, a bit of a joke in the group chat earlier, Paddy, just about you know you're you're coming in after a fairly short summer off season doesn't really get the doesn't really get the fire in your belly. Um, but from the drop in this game in particular, and, and obviously I'm, I'm lucky enough to have been in the building to watch it, but that first five minutes, uh, the Davos fans, the, a small band of them were there in absolutely fine voice to, to the, the credit of the of the Giants fans uh, from the drop. You know, the corner was absolutely hammer and everybody was joining in. That was a real electric opening to that game. And I really think we matched them for pace. We came out against the team that we knew were going to skate and we matched them for pace throughout that five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to talk about penalty troubles um, and, and the need to stay out of the box. But I think, to be honest, whenever you're trying to to match a team, uh, I mean, the, the, I can't remember, but there's hundreds of NHL games worth of experience within that Davos team, KHL experience, high-level European hockey, and Davos as a club, I mean, it's it's historic, home of the Spangler Cup and, and whatever else. Um, I think whenever you're trying to match them for pace, you're, you're going to make forced errors. You're going to get forced into taking penalties because your legs are hanging off, because you're you're trying your very best to keep up with them. Um, if, if that's something we can address again at five-on-five, five, that's a game, I think, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm making excuses, but I really do think that at five on five, if we can keep it clean, that's another team that we can get a result from and it would be historic. Five on five, we match them, Davey. Yeah. Um, for most of the game. The 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 XG says actually a, a Belfast Giants win in, on, in terms of, you know, everything that gets factored in, grade A chances, shots from inside, shots from outside, block shots, et cetera. You know, and had we came away from that game probably after half an hour in the lead, I don't think anybody would have complained too much. Um, Davos wouldn't. You know, this is a, an absolutely stacked squad. Came in on their their charter jet. You know, Stanley Cup how, how the other half? How the other half live? We've probably <laughs> flew back from the Czech Republic, train playing automobiles, and these guys have, you know, came straight from from Sweden straight to Belfast. So, in terms That's of, uh, I where they're not playing in Sweden. Oh, well, right? sorry, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, thanks, Paddy. I, I, I <laughs> Um, but you know they're they're probably brought their own chef with them for good to see you know and 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 a background team but you know so you're you're dealing you're dealing we we talked about it the other day there's levels to this game and we're playing up a level and and we had to skate with them we had to skate hard to stay with them and yeah unfortunately it got away from us a little bit at the end i think that you know over the two games we won the face-off battles in both games we Got certainly got in and around our goaltender a lot more in the second game than we did out in the Czech Republic. You get that little bit more opportunity for line match, and it was coached very well by Adam Keefe on the, on the weekend. I thought that there were opportunities to to get in the lead. Look, we had I think you know we talk about getting into penalty trouble. I think we had nine power play opportunities of our own, so we can't say too much. You know, yes, was there a little bit of indiscipline? The coach wasn't happy with how certain things went. Probably wasn't happy with how certain calls were made either by the referee at the weekend. So, you know. Same, same thing as last game. Fine margins. Uh, three goals each. Who wasn't on the edge of their seat or or on their feet? You know, so we can skate with these clubs. It's unfortunate that this was in our barn and they've came away with the win because it's going to be a lot more difficult than their place. Um, second period is always a hard period, and unfortunately for us, we just couldn't hold that three each and go into that fourth period with our <laughs> in the third period with um with you know on an equal foot and, and go on and, and have a go at it where we're playing catch up then both games when you're when you're chasing down in that third period against the team 
that seem to be able just to control the puck at 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 their will. You spend yeah. an awful lot of energy chasing, and to their uh, eternal credit, the likes of Norris and Longer and all who were put out there to just to four check and crash and try and turn pucks over and and give the top guys a few minutes off to get going again. I thought to a man, the the guys played very very well on the weekend, and and unfortunately we just that level that I talked about. Just weren't able to quite get up to Davos's level for sixty minutes, but certainly for thirty-five minutes, we were peer, we you know were on peer with them. Can I just uh, jump in there that yeah. on the face-offs? I mean, I've been accused in the past um, and chewed out and bowled out for being a bit of a Kieran Long fanboy. Make no mistake about it, I definitely am. But that was his play off the draw that set Ben Lake up for the second oh, yeah. goal, wasn't it? I think Laker was, yeah. has Laker has been outstanding in both of these European games. He's really, he's really, uh, I think, amped himself up for these, and he's been, he's been checking really hard. He's been chasing hard, and that play off the draw was absolutely beautiful. It's, it's the moment of the tournament so far for me, um, and Norris as well. I, I would be quite happy to see Norris with a with a season long contract as, as one of our Brits, based on what I've seen so far. I'd love to to see him in domestic action and see if he finds a bit of consistency. I think he's been really impressive with the minutes that he's been given. Um, but you're talking about a game here that we were two 0 down against Davos on a Sunday afternoon you're dead and buried we come back from 2-0 down and then we drew it again from 3-2 down I just have a feeling boys I don't know I just have a feeling I, 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 I used it earlier on but we did pull it back to it's a 2-1 game we're playing great <laughs> but... the excitement in your in your messages in the group chat when that, when that went 2-1 <laughs> the, the phone came out I'm like um, I had a bit of a back and forth with our friend uh, Adam McKendry who was uh, obviously on the show last week about uh, one of the comments that he made as part of his, uh, his, his um, uh, match report for the Belfast Telegraph, describing it as an ill-disciplined uh, performance. Personally, I didn't think it was an ill-disciplined performance. Your ill-disciplined performances for me are games that you lose control of. You completely lose control of because you're disciplined. I didn't feel. I felt that there are times when maybe the calls were going against us. You look at what happened to Scott Conway. Yes, he digs in on top of that fella who goes for. Um, Pitt and Jones, but if a if a guy puts his hands on your goalkeeper, you go. And ultimately, I think that I think it was unfair that they ended up with a power play in that scenario. They ended up with one more power play than we did. Yes, they scored on the on the power plays that they got. But ultimately, if we give up that amount of power plays, we only concede one goal. You don't call that an ill-disciplined performance. Only that they were able to capitalize on the power play. That, it, that you look back and think, well, we need to stay out of the box more. We always need to stay out of the box Ooh. more, surely. Who's that directed, Pete? Joel? Either go or. Ahead, Joel. Go ahead, go <laughs> ahead, David. You're pondering there. You're pondering. I, I, I'll, t- I'll take that first because I don't think it was in... Is that, is, is that McHenry being sacked then, Paddy? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> absolutely um, not. No, absolutely not. We had, we had, a, we had a discussion why, on why Twitter is, and then we moved it to be more or less a private chat yeah. on Facebook. I'd love to be. I'd love to see those screenshots. Come on, but, um, I, no, I, just, I, I'll finish the I, point before you come in. It was, okay. it was, it was amicable. But what my my ultimate point was that is there a threshold for an ill ill disciplined performance? I think okay. there is. I don't think it was an ill disciplined performance. I do think there were moments of ill discipline within it. Would that be a better? You can't let the penalties take away from what was a great game of hockey. When you're playing, I know what you're saying about, you know, you can't let people go crash your goalie, etc. When you're playing in the Champions Hockey League, and I think Colin Shields used the term during the game, you've got to, oh, I can't remember what the term was, something about, you know, give your ego a check, keep your ego in check or something. 
it doesn't matter at the end of this game if we're tallying scores that they hit my goalie, so I hit them back. We took a penalty. At, at this level of the game and in European-style hockey with European-style referees, you will find yourself on a penalty kill, on a five-on-three, and yeah. those teams, more often than not, will create many good goal-scoring opportunities. And they're that good that they get into the circles, they score goals. So it's there's a very, very fine line and, and, and an intense game with huge physicality and guys out on the ice making split-second decisions, sometimes the wrong decisions made for that game. And it's not like the Elite League where you can park it and you can go, well, I'll get you, if you're a Dundee player, I'll get you next weekend. You know, yeah. literally. Um, so you have to be very <laughs> careful. I don't Usually. think... I don't think it was an ill-disciplined performance. I, I would disagree with that, but I do think that there were moments that the coach will be speaking to players going, lads, in this level, in this tournament, you can't be doing that. I think it's really easy to sit here with kind of clear eyes on a, mm. on a, Tuesday, on a Tuesday night, days after the game. But, um, you know, to, to that point, I was sitting in the arena spitting feathers as well because it's so frustrating when you feel like you can be back in a game, but you, yeah. you give up three power play goals in a row in a period um you know and, and as i said earlier you know i haven't given a bit of time and thought to it i think whenever you're trying to match a team that skates like that you can be forced into errors and you can be forced into penalties because you're you're sucking wind trying to keep up with them um i think that we the easy ones to uh to stamp out are the aggression based ones and, and it's easy to say that again on a tuesday night you know whenever you're in the heat of the moment these boys are athletes they're they're competing at the very limit and uh and sometimes those kinds of things will happen but things like cons cross-checking in the crease and whatever else those are ones if we if we you know drill it into ourselves go out anticipating a game where we're going to be liable to take a lot of penalties those are the ones that you could maybe avoid um but it is uh, you know i understand that the context of that match report because sitting in the arena watching it you know just thinking that you have something here and, and then giving up power play goal after power play goal whenever you see things that are avoidable um i, I get it but yeah one of the i can't remember who it was i was talking to it might have been ben lake it might have been wiss after the game but i was like look that game you know five on five we were hanging with him and he's like well if you look at it the things that cost us that game are things that we can address really quickly and really easily and, and that's a really clear nice way to put it i think what, when we talk um, across the two games party five on five we matched both teams for large periods of the game it's always yeah. going to be difficult to skate for 60 minutes against both these teams to reiterate of what, what we've already said tonight. We've, we've just got to be that little bit better and a little bit more clinical when we get into the house and, and you know get in those hash marks. We've just got to bear down and we've got to try and get that goal because leading the, the reiterate again, it, we're a better team from in front than we are chasing, especially these, these top European teams. Very hard to chase down when they get a goal ahead of you. Absolutely. Well, you know, we'll come to the lessons learned. We'll come to the games, the return games later on in the show. Ultimately, you know, I, th I thought two battling performances. Big shout out to Sheds. Thought Sheds was brilliant on Sunday. I was talking like, to him earlier there and saying the uh, the American accent really helps. <laughs> you know, when you're on the TV. So um, he was saying it's a bit of a hybrid accent going on, but there's definitely no Newton Orge in it. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 Pittsburgh stroke. Ontario, like it's it's a shocker, but so you know, like that that, you... that that smile and that accent, he was destined for TV. So 
I thought it just, some some of the insight he gave, especially from a forwards perspective, and you know, mm. the positioning for goals and stuff like that. I thought you know, ultimately, I, I think I said to 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 Aaron Murphy on on text. I said ultimately, you know, <clears throat> Paul Eddie's the king of this, but I thought Shed's done a great job and and fair play to him, considering you know it's the first one he's he's dug in with on well, first one since the 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 friendship four, I suppose. Gives you a slight difference because obviously Paul was a fantastic player back in the day, but he comes after a. a two decades of, of coaching and <clears throat> Sheds is obviously almost fresh off the ice as a player. So it's that slightly more um, nuanced, uh, modern take on the game. Paul Eddie, you could sit and listen to and breaking down a game all day and all night. Absolutely superb. But, you know, Sheds brings that sort of, he's, he's, he's played in the in the Continental Cup a couple of years ago. He's just away from playing in World Championships. So he, he knows his onions and and he knows a lot of the guys playing and, and tendencies and habits. And he's been doing a lot of homework, obviously, on, on the likes of Davos and, and the different boys, that obviously, for Trinette's coming into the weekend as well. So he's excited about it. We're excited for him, eh? Yep, absolutely. Well done to him. The highlights, I believe, are maybe on YouTube, but I'll check it out. I know that, uh, obviously, these are covered for free, by Free Sports, but uh, check it out and we'll put it up on... Um... All the goals are on the CHL website as well, mate. They are on the CHL website. And... Right, so let's... Let's move on. We've got a guest and one we're delighted to have because welcome to the show, a man who joined Belfast Giants in 2004 from the Manchester Phoenix and he spent three years in Belfast, sorry, he spent six years in Belfast before retiring for the first time. In those six years, he spent five as captain, winning an elite league title, the Challenge Cup, a Knockout Cup. He led players like Fleury, Courtney and Shields to glory and then he returned from retirement in 2012. No biggie, he just won another elite league title. And uh, those who have listened to the show for a long time know he's one of the best four checkers, in our opinion, on the PK that the Belfast Giants have ever had. And he's back. Welcome to the View from the Bridge, George Owada. Welcome back, George. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. It's great to have you on the show. Um, how are you? <laughs> That's a great start, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, uh, very well. Very well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was just on the ice with the boys today for the first time. Um, and so it was, it was good. I was a little nervous. I couldn't sleep last night. Um, but it was just good to get out there and get on the ice. And just, you know, I was at the game on Sunday. Um, and it was, it's a different perspective. Like you guys were talking about, you can talk about it days and days, but even, you know, when you're in the stands, you can have all those things live, but then when you're on the, on the ice with them and see how fast and skilled these guys are, it's, it's, um, it's pretty cool, you know, and I look forward to, you know, contributing as whatever, whatever I can to the team, but it was, it was a good first day. Um, the guys were really welcoming and, um, you know, Kiefer's, he runs a great ship. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. Before we come on to to your new position within the, the Belfast Giants coaching setup, you mentioned the game on Sunday uh, and, what, and what we've seen from the Giants thus far. What was your take on the game? I was it was good. You know, like I everyone I, I was up in the with the parents and stuff, and I, you know Davos like they're all worried about Davos and stuff. And I I, I know they're good. Um, just I've never seen them, but you just assume they're going to be good with the talent that rolls through um, that part of the the world and stuff. 
but and I was just watching a little bit of the game, um, some tape there, and it was halfway through the game. It was, I think it was 1-1, right? So, yes. and, and seeing that, you know, and just, it was, it was a look, I mean, the game, the, the finish obviously wasn't what you wanted to see, but for the majority of the game, I felt like it was, it was our game to possibly have or steal, whatever it was. And obviously, you know, you have the, you know, the penalties and all that other stuff that does happen in any game. Um, but for the majority of that game, it was, it was pretty impressive for what the fifth game of the year, you know, whatever the sixth game of the year, you know, which is, it's, it's, it's kind of getting, it's tough getting thrown in the ringer like that against a team like that. But, you know, the guys showed their metal a little bit. Um, and obviously there's things to work on, but it was, it was a good, it was a good showing, um, against a team like that. George, talk us, uh, through how this opportunity has came about, obviously, Left the Giants, what must be close on ten years ago now, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something and and was the real world just too hard, and then got back into <laughs> hockey a bit, and how the opportunity, how did the opportunity come? Did, but in a, in a serious kind of thing, how hard is it transitioning away from being a pro athlete into the real world, away from hockey, and obviously great that you've got back into it, and even better that you're back in Belfast. But was it a, was it a hard time in your life? If that's not too personal a question. No, yeah, it's a little bit, yeah. I mean, I played for so long. It became, you know, my life and my career. Obviously, I didn't expect that when I started 12 years prior to stop and to playing, you know. So it just things rolled on and kept getting better and better. And when I came here, this became my life, you know, and I, you know, I met my wife from here. And so this was, this was my final home, it seemed like, you know. And so when I, when I stopped playing, um, the first time I was able to go back and train, and you know, stay in hockey back in the states. And then when I when I came back out of retirement, I guess that that second time or whatever, the first time, um, it was great to play again. But then it was a, it was a good finish to my career. Um, but I was I, at the end of that one, I still had an opportunity to go back to the states. So it was for me. Uh, it was, probably wasn't the best thing for my family, it's just because I couldn't get it off my blood, and I still can't. Um, and it, like I said, it wasn't. I didn't plan on this, but it just it's just the way these last well my whole life i guess has been about hockey um and just having just the good experience here and just being able to play at this level win win trophies and have success i i didn't want to quit being a part of hockey so Genuine. you know back in the back, back in the states i was you know just i was still in it and that's that's what uh kept me going this whole time um and then yeah like i said this opportunity was just the timing was very good um for me genuine nerves last night about getting back to the rink and, and getting involved with the boys. Yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, the last couple of nights I've been a little sleepless, but just because just all these things going on, um, just thinking about, you know, like there's a lot to catch up. Because I, I, I've been coaching um, high school kids, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, you know, and they're good players and stuff, but it's, this is, this is not, you know, this is elite level stuff, right? So um, just, just, getting up to speed with that i think i'm which i'll be fine doing but it's just it's i've been out of that part of the game a little bit and i just want to jump in and be you know help out as much as i can as fast as i can 
Uh, George, I'm Joel. We haven't, I don't think, ever met before, um, but, it's, but it's an absolute pleasure for me. I, I guess I have a little bit of a different slant on this because the, the genesis of, of my kind of story with the Belfast Giants the first year that I really started coming to games and fell in love with the game, um, I came to a little bit late. It was, it was that 2010-11 season, the season after you had um, initially finished. And I spent that mm. whole year kind of making friends in the arena and hearing all the stories and seeing the, the videos of, of the playoff win and seeing the videos of you lifting the Challenge Cup and the Dundonald ice ball and and it was a real kind of regret during that season i was like man i would have loved to have been there to see that you know this this would have been incredible and i, I haven't made a big deal of this it hasn't really come up in conversation but i'm moving house at the minute um, and because of that i've been digging through some old stuff um, and i managed to find some top shelves from 2011 oh, yeah. 2012 the, the return the return of a lot great writing in there great writing some, some fantastic journalism from david the Gypsy in there those are great um, but, but these were this was really uh, a privilege that I had to be able to watch you come back and to do your thing. And uh, just one last piece of show and tell, boys. We all know, <laughs> tell, we all know how that season ended. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. um, get it I on just, the wall. Yeah, I mean, the, and I'll, I'll ask the question now. Sorry, I just had to get that out of my system. Um, to, <laughs> to, to be a Giants legend and to do what you did with that C on your chest and to go away for that year and then come back into such familiar surroundings with a brand new team and in an entirely different role. You know, you were signed, you know, partway into the season because the extra import in Ryan Crane that we had signed went down. I think Jeremy Rebick, the captain, went down. John Pelly was injured. What was it like? Was it a challenge to come back in an entirely different kind of role and mindset? No, not at all. You know, I, I was itching to come back earlier um, when I moved back here and it just wasn't in the works because I, I had been training. I've been skating all that year prior, training um, pro and college players, right? So I was kind of still in it a little bit, you know, but I wasn't game shape and this and that. But I was physically I was there. And when I moved back here, I'm like, I was like talking to Stewie. I'm like, we, we got to do this now or else I'm going to get out really out of shape. And I'm not going to be of any use to anybody. Um, and that's when, you know, that's when those early season injuries kicked in. And um, so just, yeah, like, you know, just talking to Doug finally and just getting things kind of nailed in. Um, it was, it was cool. It was cool to jump back out there because, you know, I, I've, I've always letter or no letter. I've always played the same way. Yeah. Um, and I knew some of the guys going in, obviously I knew a few of the guys coming in, but I was in school actually at Jordanstown. Um, with with Rebs um, and uh, who else was there? A few other a few other boys were there, so I got to know them before I actually came into the ring. Right, um, and then, and that was that was a leadership group, so it was kind of cool. And there's Kiefer. I remember sitting down in the stall, and there's Kiefer across the way just scowling. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's still doing that he's still doing that oh yeah i know i know but but it was it, i don't know it was it was cool i mean I, i'm glad things worked out the way they did and you know anyway it could help that was their team you know so it just it was i was just happy to be playing again and now that, that's that's all it is and just just like now i'm happy to be a part of this organization again it's never really left it you know i've just been away yeah, <laughs> so yeah. to say You'll, you'll feel very quickly the excitement to yeah. have you back again. And, and just briefly for me before I shut up, uh, you've obviously come from Two Rivers High, uh, Minnesota High School coaching, which you referenced there. Um, you know, you talk about coming back into the elite level and having nerves and whatever else. But for anybody who spends a lot of time on hockey, YouTube or, or kind of Twitter or whatever, Minnesota High School hockey is a big deal. Like, I mean, that's it's, yeah. it's a serious game out there, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's huge. It's the biggest thing in the country, more or less, for that age group and um, you know, you're getting 20,000 people watching a, a state championship final for 
16 to 18 year olds, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and these kids are, they revel in it and they, they perform just like the Minnesota wild do on the same sheet, you know? So it's, it was cool. I wasn't at that level with my school. You know, we were, we were low end single A team and never, never getting a chance to, to, to do anything, but it was, once I got more involved, especially last year when I took over as head coach, it was like, you could, you know, you kind of stand up a little taller and like, I am, it doesn't matter what team and how bad we are or how, you know, how, how ineffective we are and the, the rankings and stuff, you're still coaching a high school team. And that's, it, it has a little clout a little bit, you know, and it, it was kind of a good thing, even though it, it was my third year coaching. So I kind of, I fell into a good thing. It was my alma mater. Um, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was, it, it was, we were, the, the, the school itself was in the associations. It was, it was on the rise. So it was a good time to be there. Um, great kids, great families. We had a winning season. So it was just, everything worked and it make, made me look like a genius, but again, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just yelling at the guys and, you know, no one can see or hear that. But at the end of the day, it's just, I've just opened the door, closed the door, you know, and that's, that's all it was with those kids. And, and they appreciate it. The family appreciate it. And it was, it was kind of tough to walk away from that. But again, like, you know, I just, this is a, this is a great opportunity. So I'm going to jump on this as best, as quick as possible. A uh, quick apology for me in, in the introduction. I forgot to mention the playoff title of 2010 is one of the honors that yeah. you also won as a, yeah. as a Belfast Giant. Yeah. Um, on that, you know, obviously we do a little bit of reminiscing and one of the, you know, one of the real seasons that pops up in many Belfast Giants <clears> mind <throat> is that season with, with Fleury, Courtney, Hoppy, yourself, you know, and of course you as, as, as captain of that side. What was that season like for you, especially considering there you are captain of the Giants and they bring in a, a superstar yeah. like Theo Fleury? Yeah, no, I remember, I remember I was, I was working a hockey camp in Minnesota and I was, there's other teams interested in signing me and, um, uh, talking to Ed and he's like, you, you, you're going to want to come back. You know, you're going to like, he's, he had something in the, in the, in the works and he's like, just come on, this is going to be great. And he didn't tell me at the time that Theo was coming or anything. And, and, and back then everything, you know, it was year to year, but I, you know, I was going to be coming back. I think it wasn't the thing, but. Um, but then coming in and then, you know, you know, when he signed Theo and then just, you know, Ed was playing, like, it was just, um, it was crazy. It was fun. Um, and it was, but there was, there's so much respect with all the different levels. Obviously when Theo came in, he was, him and Mo were best friends, you know, like you wouldn't think that in a million years. Um, so the whole, the whole room was good and tight and, and Theo made it that way. It wasn't uppity. He wasn't pompous or anything. And that helped, I guess, my job a little easier. And us, you know, with Ed's as well. Like we just we're just playing the game and, and scrap it along. And and it, it helped to have him once he got in shape. It was just everyone was afraid of that guy. And it was it was cool. And do du- you know, duty had a hell of a year too. And Hoppy, yep. like everyone was everyone was kind of benefiting from it. Um and it just it just I guess it's team locker room confidence, you know, having that guy, even though he was at the, the downslide of it, I guess of his career. He was still his mind and his ability was still there, you know. Once he went, like I said, once he got up to speed, so it, it was fun. It, w- it was a fun time um, to be a part of, and it's we can all say like he's our friend. He's you know he's a teammate of ours, and he's a he's a legend, you know. And like, in, in the real a, hockey a world, a player like that allows you to raise your game. I suppose you know yeah. he, he gives you the confidence to raise your game like that. Obviously, then you know we went on. You won the Challenge Cup, the Knockout Cup, and uh, and the playoffs. So, w- what are the real highlights of the of the rest of your Jans career? Oh, uh, 
I don't know. I, everything was great. It was again. I, I I remember saying this all the time. Like I played, I, I played for a long time without winning mm -hmm. anything. And it was once we were here, you know, obviously we won, you know, the, the crossover call, you know, these kind of, these other ones that weren't really established, but it was just like, all right, here we go. That's cool. And then we started winning here and winning there. So it was, each of the years were unique in itself, but it was just, there's always expectations to win. And it was cool to have something at the end of it, you know? And again, yeah, you, you can say if we didn't win, it still would have been great, but that just made everything better. And that's, you know, obviously, the whole organization's great. The fans great. The rink's great. Everything is great. Um, just but just winning those those trophies year after year, it's kind of you, you see those guys talk about when they win the Stanley Cup. You know, so hard to get it the first time, but they wanted to win it the second time. So you saw Tampa, you know how well they did because they they just had that juice. Um, so it's just fortunate to be in this kind of an organization where we get the players year after year to to challenge for it. Um, and that and that, and just being a part, like I said, being a part of that. It wasn't, I don't want to say it was towards the end of my career, but it was just, it was that, that yeah. latter stage that it was, it was made it all worthwhile. All the injuries, all the road trips, all, all that junk, just because you're winning with the guys with it next to you, you know, and it's, it's all cliche stuff, but it's, that's just why we play the game. And we're, the, the club has gone through a very successful period in the last few years. And in 10, 15 years from now, People at Jules Aids will look back at the good old days, and this is yeah. this is so good for us to look back because at 2005 to 2015, that's the good old days, and nothing will yeah. ever be better. You know, that was when we yeah. were all in the prime of our life. Is it cliche? <laughs> is it is it cliche I was to say, say I had that, hair? I never had hair. Yeah, you had a comb over and everything. Is it right. cliche to say? Do you remember those championship teams? Do you remember things like you, you referenced the crossover cup there? Joel mightn't even remember this. The night we won it, Roman Gavalier scoring yeah, and like the, doing the row of the boat down center ice. Like memories, memories like that. I think they had to go into the back office and like find a trophy just to like get right in the night. It's just like little I was just, things. I was, telling, I was just telling Key for that story tonight because we're, you know, all the, the captains have the trophies, all the pictures down the locker room. And he's like, why don't we have those old cups somewhere? I'm like, they used to go to a pawn shop and find a trophy and just say, here you go. <laughs> that was a legitimate trophy, George. That was a legitimate trophy. And it stopped Coventry getting a grand slam. I'll never forget that. I've got a photograph of it on my phone. So it's like, they all count. But um, one thing that I do want to ask, and, and Patty might have something set up for me here. Over the last couple of weeks, um, obviously the sad news came through that Jim, former owner Jim Gillespie has um, sadly passed away. And you will have lots of fond memories from around that time because winning the Challenge Cup back in the Ice Bowl, one of my great memories is th there's a picture of you handing the cup yeah. over to Jim yeah. and having you must have some some thoughts on, on Jim Gillespie. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 awful when I you know saw the news and everything, and I, I reached out to the Steve and everything just to pass on condolences. I mean, oh, I'm sure the, the world was doing that at the same time, but I just. When these when i saw a few pictures because i got a nice book from coops and stuff with all these things and it just it just i remember you know winning those those cups and just giving him a hug and it was like it was like he was just so happy you know not you know for everybody but it just but i was happy for him because i was like finally all all the efforts that he's put in that nobody knows yeah. and you know all the money and and just just how much he cares about everything it was just it 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 was it was wholesome everything a part about about him and his family um that he put into the organization again the players come and go but you know some of us have been fortunate enough to be around long enough 
um, to be a part of that. But I remember just just bringing the, giving him the trophy and just just feeling that excitement in him and 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 just embracing him was just I'll I'll always I'll never forget that. And I was I was just telling my wife the other night because there's a the picture that they have on the, the Twitter website whatever I think we're handing them. I just I was like I remember handing them the cup, and that was that was a huge hug because I mean we're playing in Dundonald of all places, right? Like you guys know, I mean you understand how rare that is to win something there like on that stage. But for him to have that to be a part of that was pretty was pretty cool. So those those embraces and just just his warm handshakes and and Mitzi everything everything about that whole thing was just that's why I mean that's why everyone still wants to come here. I think is because they created that atmosphere. That family, that family care, and just and the you know, and you guys have seen the fan base has just evolved from all that. Even before you know, I got here, it was everything was great. But I think you know, for me personally, at those times with him was those are good years. Well, while while we're being nostalgic, we were seven and on the ice bowl, so uh, you know, I think we should play more teams. <laughs> but uh, yeah. bar, bar none, coast to coast. We're going one on it in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. It, was a, three, it was a short handed. It was a five on three short But that 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 night, there's a picture of Bobby Robbins. And it's my favorite Giants picture, bar none. Bobby Robbins looking up at Jim Gillespie, and there's just that moment between the two of them. It's like a yeah. son looking at his dad. And Jim was the dad of the Belfast Giants. You know, we call him yeah. Mr. Belfast, and it's all cliche and all, but it's not. He, he was that father figure and and like whenever he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, Killer talked about the Jim Gillespie clause and people's contracts and whether it was an actual written down clause or whether it's folklore that the Belfast Giants step out into the community and do that community stuff to honour Jim Gillespie and because that's what Jim Gillespie wanted his Giants to do and that's why Belfast signed Giants of men as well as Giants players, you know. So, yeah. you know, here we could we could reminisce all night, and I'm sure we'll we'll have a, a beer over the oh, yeah. over the oh, coming sure. days and do more. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to move on. Absolutely, uh, George. Before we let you go, obviously, you know we've got the, this weekend's games, the sort of return fixtures in both. Uh, are you traveling? Or are you going to be part of those? Or are you yeah. more yeah. towards the? Uh... Oh no, you're traveling, are you? I'm going. I'm go. yeah. my, my passport's ready to go, and I got my kit today, so um, yeah, I'm all loaded up, ready, and it's it's going to be crazy. Obviously, it's unfortunate we can't skate tomorrow because um, we just don't have ice, obviously. And so it would have been nice to get a couple days with the guys. But again, like I said, I was out there for a couple hours with them, chatting with them. There's plenty of Americans on the team, which is nice. Um, can have a little more connection with them about certain things, which is when I was playing, I was the only American, I think, for a while yeah. in the league. Like, you know, there's like two or three scattered around. So, yeah, so first road trip, I mean, that's obviously when I decided to do this or when, I, you know, this all things came together, um, it would have been great to have been there for preseason and all that and all, you know the training camps and stuff but it just didn't happen and you know Kiefer understood it we understood it so this is a great ground or uh, icebreaker just to get in with the boys um and just obviously it'd be great to go to Davos but just that's where you, road trips are where you bond and and get to get to know each other a little bit better and this is it's a great opportunity good timing Great. So, well, listen, we really, really appreciate your time. We could, uh, Davey knows we could sit here and we could start going yeah. through all the stories and maybe we'll get, maybe you'll come back on and indulge. Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back next some week. Of the, some of the stories, but <laughs> I, I, good luck. I've watched you guys. I've watched a few of these when you had uh, Graham on, you know, and just all some of the old boys on chatting and stuff. So I, I look forward to more <laughs> chats for sure. Absolutely. You're welcome anytime and good luck this weekend. And, yeah. And welcome back. Thanks, George. Welcome back indeed.
Big thanks yeah, to George Owada yeah. for his time. That's wonderful. I don't, you can see oh. from the smile on Davy's face. He's bit of I reminiscing. I could do that nostalgic stuff all day. Every day. It's, it's what keeps me going. You know, I wasn't really up for podcasting tonight. And Jeepers, <laughs> I'm happy I did. That was brilliant. Let's go. Let's go. That's exactly, you know, Tony to, to one of the, one of the giants greats in George Iwata, you know, a, mm-hmm. a successful captain with us and a great player for us. And, and it's just great to have him back to pass that on to the, to the next generation. And speaking of the next generation, we have, one of the members of that join us right now. He played just this last weekend. And today, it was a terror. The last couple of days, he's released a, uh, basically a story on his on his personal best website about the uh, the ball-busting end to the last uh, Elite League season. Please welcome back to A View From The Bridge. It's only Kevin Rain. How are you doing, Rainer? Hey, how are we doing? Uh, doing well. It was uh, cool to sit in on the tail end of uh, listening to George there and uh, listening to the guys reminisce on... Uh, uh, time before before myself and so getting to hear <laughs> something was pretty cool and and to send reader in 10 15 years from now what this club has done over the last three four years and hopefully the next three four years will be guys will be talking about you and that and that kind of you know frame yeah, and it's that's 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 so much fun this club just we'll be having, we'll be having so, you back so and we'll be so, we'll still be here we'll still be doing this yeah we'll, we'll be having back talking about those days <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Probably you know not. I mean, it's literally no. this is it. No, I do right. not have anything else to do. You're absolutely right. Nothing else on, really. My kids are going to university. It'll be <laughs> exactly just going to sit here, just podcast every day. Rainer gives you take on the weekend. Like, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, or take on the that's weekend. Why it's dark here. He gives you take on the weekend. Yes. Take on the weekend. I mean, a uh, couple of good teams. Uh, really, really good teams that uh, were, uh, you know, lucky to to get to join in, in the CHL this year. Um, I think we can all agree that the pace was a little bit higher than uh, anything we might experience throughout the, uh, the season. And to be able to play at that pace this early on and to be competitive with these teams is only uh, a sign of what's to come in season and, and reason to build some excitement. Um, you know, uh, fun to get into into the check. Uh, short stay, you know, can't really say I saw much of the check, at least this time around, uh, unlike previous trip uh, a couple of years back where uh, we did our Augsburg and our, our check trip, uh, you know, days apart and there was some yeah. lag time in between and, uh, you know, uh, more more stories to reminisce on and, and to talk about the glory days. But um, quick trip in, quick trip out. Um, I think the, the first game was, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more jitter filled than the next one. It's in the first game where we kind of gain that confidence, like, all right, yeah, we're here, we can we can rock with these guys, and and to be able to come home and and to be, uh, you know, amongst the the Giants faithful on home ice against a team like Davos, and to uh, you know play a strange three o'clock game and and still get at it in the pregame skate, and then you know go home and turn it right back around to to jump on the ice was uh, pretty quick, but that that sense of urgency that you bring to the rink in that that situation was uh, you know a lot of fun and. Um, you know, I think that we're right there with them and we get a chance at both of these teams uh, yet again. And so, you know, again, something to be excited for. So we've got this weekend, obviously we've got Osolari Trinets back in again. And we talked earlier before you came on, Kevin, about, about the actual game and how, although it's a 4-0 and it looks a bit of a blowout, it's a one-goal game. We've gone, lost one in the shorty and then you're chasing the game, you let a third and a fourth. is. There's yeah. nothing between these two teams. Yeah, no. Like we, can, I mean, we can skate. We, we can skate with this team at the weekend, and our results not out of the question. 
Yeah, of course. And of course, a stats guy like yourself, like you look at uh, look at what we were able to do against these teams. You know, we uh, Corsi even and you know shots even, scoring chances very even, very close. And and uh, it's uh, you know although the score leaned that way, and as you said, we we get caught behind it, that empty net goal, and then we're chasing it. Um, you know, and of course, penalties. I think penalties have always kind of been a story. I imagine they're a story for every team. Every team has to be able to limit the amount of penalties that they take. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that bit us both games. I think we were, we were shorthanded for, you know, 10 minutes of the entire game back to back games. And, you know, when you're, when you're playing short that often, you're, you're unable to build that momentum heading the other way. And so, uh, you know, that's something we talk about uh, as a group and something we want to limit, uh, you know, again, early season, uh, you know, to me, it looked like a team, uh, is it Christmas? You know, we, we look, we look really good. We're, we're connecting We're we're, uh, uh, chemistry is built really early. Buy-in has happened very quickly in terms of systems and, and uh, the boys clicking together um, in all ways. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're right there with these teams and we're excited to get another crack at them. We obviously want to compete. We want to, we want, we wanted to win six games in the Champions Hockey League. We're, we're down to winning four now, but how much, mm-hmm. how, how much can we take this as a bit of an extension of a high level now preseason for what we're going into in, in the UK in the next few weeks? Yeah, I mean, like I, I think I would agree that those last two games that I played were were the quickest paced games uh, that I've played in my time in Belfast. You know, maybe aside from the previous CHL showings, uh, and so it's uh, you know the chance to to go up against these teams is is an amazing opportunity, especially for the new guys who, you know, maybe a big draw for them coming in was the opportunity to play these games. Um, you know, we're, we're right there with them. And, uh, you know, I, you can't, uh, can't look back and wish you had those other two when you have, you know, these four more chances, as you say. Uh, Rainer and, and Patty, if you don't mind, I'm going to turn to probably the, uh, the, the main talking point tonight, um, which, which was the, the absolutely fantastic blog post on personal best um, about what is now just deemed as the injury. Um, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting one. I, I First of all, if you haven't read that story, take five minutes of your time tonight or tomorrow morning and go and read it because the uh, it's it's probably oh, wow. not what you think it is. Uh, the, the, it's the kind of um, second by second account of how it happens, but it also positions it in a, in a really touching way which really surprised me and we've had conversations about this before you know that the nature of that injury right first of all it's a really really serious injury that, that you had to really press to get some urgent treatment over um but on the other hand and you know this it's funny you know you've, you've talked about you've talked about having to own it you know like you, you realize what it is and, and having to own it and whatever else but part of me kind of feels like you know, it's like when somebody slags your wee brother. No, I can do that because he's my wee brother, but you can't. You know, it, it feels like that to me whenever whenever people are kind of, you know, cracking and joking. Have you found peace with it? How do you feel about it now? Because, you know, I, I'm sure if it was me that it would be annoying me that people were cracking jokes and whatever else. No, I I, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's one of those tactics where, you know, uh, if you get to it before others do, then they, yeah. can't, they can't get you. Yeah, maybe there's that element to it. Uh, Another element to it, big time. Uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, starting the season. Welcome back to Belfast. Oh, so excited to have you back. Like, how's the head injury? The wall, the wall? <laughs> right? Like, you know? and so even though, um, you know, I, I've done a lot of sharing and, and gave it a lot of insight as to what's happened. There's still like, you know, it's like, okay, there's still clarity needed, and especially at the time when I'm like, you know, sitting there in the hospital and you know, hopes in Sheffield, and she's sitting amongst. 
you know the tra- our, our our home traveling fans uh how, how's how's he doing is he doing all right yeah, I mean, and and just, what did you do just like oh he's he's recovering <laughs> yeah he's, he's doing great yeah. but so she's celebrating yeah. on the ice mitch he's having the time of her life <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean um you know sort of bring that clarity and you know i i think you know it's funny the messages i've received of uh you know like hockey parents going hey like side note uh finally got my kid to wear his cup you know or like yeah. hey like thanks for sharing that you know and so i'm kind of like taking like the yeah you know real really an advocate for proper safety gear these days um but i mean i uh, i don't know let, let people have their jokes it did happen i am fine and well uh did lose a part of myself but i'm still you know uh, in good health i think uh if i wasn't that's when you know like jokes are are not uh yeah not welcome you know i I'm, I'm sure if i was i'm sure if i lost a little more and it was an ongoing joke and davy's able to post the bucket of plums that i'm you know, i'm going <laughs> come on man like, you know <laughs> i'm running at half speed here bro like you can't do that. but here <laughs> you know? that, that, that brings me on to one of my favorite topics which is the, the face mask that they wear and like say ncaa right we right, right. we wear shin pads. We protect our junk with probably a better one than you had last year. We wear elbow pads, you know. So why don't we protect our nose, our mouth, and our throat? That's an interesting one. I've uh, our eyes I've, even to an extent. Yeah, I, I think uh, the visors are super important. I think that you know the fact that they're mandatory and like pretty much everywhere is is very important. I think a lot of junior leagues have gone to the full cage model because half shield kind of comes into play at around the age of 16 or whatever um i in my experience i've actually taken more damage wearing a cage than i have a visor uh, which is a really interesting take uh, the reason that is at least from what i can tell is the cage is connected by bolts on the front and then it hinges on those two bolts mm-hmm. but so what happens then is that everything that you take uh, in terms of head check or an elbow or whatever is all redirected at that little foam cup that you've got for your chin. And so anything taken up here, taken to the side, it's all coming back to here. And so my chin is all scarred up and, you know, I've taken a lot of hits, you know, to the teeth and whatever else from the cage. Um, and then I guess there's the fighting angle to be uh, discussed too, which, you know, I, I don't do much of and don't aim to do too much of. And I try to stay a little bit, you know, relaxed out there. So I don't, find myself in a situation like the previous CHL, um, which, uh, you know, we all recall, but yeah, I don't know. I think the, the, the visor and the, the cage are, are to be discussed and, and debated and, you know, where they land with that, wherever it is, they're discussing that is, you know, a matter of opinion. Imagine if like a team's chasing down insurances or things like that, that the insurance company might be convinced of what is safer and it's really them and their opinions that matter the most when they're trying to hit you with a bill and you're trying to, get it a little little bit down and so you put cages on the boys so that your bill isn't so high um but yeah uh, mouth guards shop lockers reinforced cups mouth guards mm-hmm. i'm all for it all I, you know anything to to get us through safely i'm, yeah. I'm definitely all for these days <laughs> we had a sticking with the, the sort of made a question there from from hand steps and did you take did sorry did it take you a while to adjust the plan again after the injury or were you able to jump back into it um that's a great question because it was uh, uh a mental hurdle big time um you know it ultimately was the contemplation of my whole career what i'm doing out here right um 
I think had it been worse, I, uh, you know, and I think if there wasn't a, a championship tied into the whole story uh, and it w- wasn't such a story, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, is the is the the juice worth the squeeze and how much of myself am i willing to sacrifice for the game and how many body parts am i willing to give up and um what is next and you know it, it brought a lot of internal questioning about and um you know ultimately i made it out the other side safe and sound and with uh with a story to tell and one that's you know being enjoyed by those who get to read it um but then my my big worry was wondering um how I'd be in the exact same situation because it, it truly it was a routine play. It is a routine play for me to you know jump in front of that thing. Yep. And um, I, at least in practice, early days, as soon as we jumped into training camp and pucks were flying around in our little you know power play PK scenario that we run at practice, I'm sitting there going, "Oh man," <laughs> you know, like I don't know. But then it was very quickly in the games against Cardiff where. Uh, that came naturally and and I was excited to do that. And, you know, I've, I've been hit everywhere, but where I've been hit and I've adjusted accordingly to accommodate for everywhere that I've been hit. I cover my face. I, you know, approach very square to the puck. I try not to look away because I've been blasted in the neck and everywhere else. But uh, yeah, again, a little bit more modifying so that I can dive in front of pucks and feel confident about it. But, but uh, yeah, ultimately was able to get over all those, those fears, I guess. Question there, just just a tactical question. You're you're talking about squaring up the puck. What do you do with your stick? Because I remember one famous one where Jason Ruff has done exactly the same. He squared up and it's hit the stick and gone straight up, broke his nose. You know, it's just pucks skid up. So do you do anything particular with your stick? Just on that one where you're standing up to it. Yeah, I I try to get stick in the passing lane or on the puck that's being shot, which is exactly the scenario that's created when it rides up the stick and, and gets you in the face, but it's all kind of situational. I, I, you know, I have a hand for here and given my recent injury, I can imagine where I should be putting my other hand. So <laughs> you guys will be able to slow-mo it and frame by frame it and see what my new strategy is. But I mean, and if I'm not that's using a challenge, the other that's hand, a challenge right there to Davey. <laughs> yeah. <no kidding. laughs> if you, if the, you see, uh, use this frame, you can see just how scared this guy is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. If you listen, is you if you if you listen carefully, you can hear him gasp as the puck yeah. comes in. <laughs> the um coming back just briefly to the weekend past, Rainer. Um, obviously you had the two games against uh, the Devils, the two games of Dundee to prepare. Obviously, a very very different standard, very different speed of game when you came in there. But and we were saying earlier on in the show, especially in that first game uh, against Trinets, you know, defensively. We were we were great. We were we were able to skate with them, and we were we were protecting uh, Peyton Jones really well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the emphasis on getting back and 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 uh, plugging up the middle on the back check and holding all guys accountable to uh, taking that role on. You know, some some guys are coming from teams where they were allowed to float around the the far blue line and and wait for uh, somebody to airmail them one. And no, no, not here. You can't. Uh, no hiding from video. Uh, you know, these days, uh, given these standards. And uh, so guys are guys are working hard, you know. Guys are working hard in practice. Guys are are uh, you know adding that to their game or really reinforcing that in their game if they're not used to it. And uh, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of trust from from the D's perspective that that we're able to force, we're able to gap up, we're able to go, we're able to limit those options. And if we get beat, well, then the middle's plugged up full of all these guys coming back, and 
it's them that are able to turn it around and get it going the other way. And so, you know, they, they get to make me look real good when I've been beat to the middle, except I get beat to the middle to the back checking forward who has me covered. And so thanks guys. <laughs> and then on on Sunday, uh, there was a part of the game. I can't remember who the, uh, the, the Davos player was, but you were, um, you had a big smile on your face anyway, as you were going head to head with them on the boards. Yeah. So I, I hit him. I stepped into him and yeah. I guess it was an offside. Somehow, yeah, and so he didn't like it, but so he had words, and so I, I, uh, I grabbed him. I made sure I had both his arms so that he couldn't swing at me, and then while I had him where I wanted him, I felt tough because I knew he couldn't hit me. <laughs> so, so how's the prep? Before we let you go, obviously we got the return fixtures. What lessons have we learned? Do you think going into these games? We've learned that we can keep up with them. We know that uh, our you know systems both you know, old and new, old being, you know, I've seen them, I've understood them, I've played within them for the last however many years. And some guys are coming in and it's totally brand new and they're thinking, man, like, I've never been encouraged to do these things. I've never been encouraged to be so aggressive. Um, you know, given the success we've had in these games, uh, there's there's that trust being built in in what we aim to do as a, as a club defensively and how that then turns around into offense. And so uh, if there's anything we've learned is that we, we can hang with these guys and that uh, what we did, uh, you know, worked for the most part, aside from, you know, our penalty trouble and, and things like that. But uh, you know, stick to the plan, stick to the system, have trust in each other and uh, stay out of the box and, and see what we can really do. Uh, I'm going to, uh, sorry, Patty, I'm going to wrap this one, if you don't mind, just with a, a little a little excerpt from this blog. Uh, I really, it, it hit me between the eyes this morning whenever I was having to read out it, just the, your, your your way with words and the way you tell a story um, that, that is, you know, very, very commonly talked about around our fan base. It is the definitive sort of account, and, and it really puts it into perspective. Um, you're, you're lying there in the hospital, and there's 141 left in overtime uh, with the boys in Sheffield, and they decide to, to wheel you away for surgery right at the bottom of that game. And, I mean, it's the NHS. If it's time to go, it's time to go. Um, but uh, you're, you're on a trolley on the way to theatre. Uh, and this is a quick excerpt, and, and please go and read this if you haven't already. We'll repost it on a view from the bridge. You say to the nurse, excuse me, do you have Twitter? She says, yeah, why? Could you do me a huge favor and search Belfast Giants for me? She flashed me her screen, showing me the Belfast Giants Twitter page, goal, no goal, etc. You say, they're in a shootout. If you see a gift-looking thing that comes up, whether it says win or lose, can you let me know? <clears throat> About 20 seconds later, she pointed her phone, showing me a gift reading win with confetti flying. Bewildered and ecstatic, I'm carted away before I can say anything to her. I'm going to not read this part out loud. Bleep, bleep, I thought as I bragged to the people who were ready to hit me with the gas. Uh, they say, all right, you ready? You seem chill. And Rainer says, we're champs. Uh, I, to me, honestly, you want to talk about what a Belfast giant is, boys? Uh, that's it right there. Standard. Yep. Thank you, buddy. Uh, hey, absolutely brilliant, Rainer. Check it out on Personal Best uh, website, and uh, good luck this weekend, man. Sounds good. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. Cheers. Big thanks to Kevin Rain for joining us once again on Review from the Bridge. Always great to have him on. And, you know, they say check out his website, Personal Best, to, and then check out that blog. It's really worth It's really worth uh, reading. I read it earlier on today. And like you say, Joel, the extract there was an absolute stunner. But it's uh, from start to finish, it's it's such a, an interesting read. It's really something. Um, Any news? Joel? Yeah, we're, we're obviously a little bit over, so I'm going to rattle really quickly, boys. Um, 
Just a quick note on on Coventry Blazers' latest signing. Uh, they lost Canadian forward Brock Trotter ahead of the new season. He didn't take up the, the contract. He decided to retire after playing pretty much all over Europe. Um, Danny Stewart has brought in centreman Marley Quince to the Coventry Blazers' short notice. Uh, the eagle eyed amongst you. He was part of the 2017 Clarkson team who clinched the bell yep. pot over Providence um, at the French at four. Um, so it was no stranger to Belfast. Interesting to see a, a, a new import come in that isn't a, a Belfast giant. But there you go. The, the French at four, no doubt, playing a part in, in that acquisition. Um, really quick preseason roundup. Last Wednesday, the Panthers found their first win of preseason with a 4 one win over the Blaze at the Sky Dome. The Storm handed Sheffield their first defeat with a 5-3 win in Aldringham. Um, four EHL preseason games on Saturday night. The Guildford, Guildford Flames came 3 in a month to beat the Storm 4-3. Tough look there. Um, Sheffield Steelers scored after 25 seconds against the Coventry Blaze, and then absolutely nothing else happened. Um, big win from Jeff Mason's Dundee Stars in Glasgow. They beat the Clan 6-3, and the Cardiff Devils travelled to Nottingham in the first leg of the 2022-23 Aladdin Cup. Big I mean, taking the 4-2 one. win in the first leg. And on Sunday, Cardiff hosted, uh, sorry, Cardiff hosted Nottingham in the big decider with the Devils coming away uh, uh, with a 3-2 win and hosting the Aladdin Cup as the people danced in the streets of Cardiff Bay. Um, Dundee Stars down the five Flyers winning 5-3 at the DIA. Uh, the Coventry Blaze upset the Sheffield Steelers. That was an interesting one, 4-2 on Sunday afternoon. That's their first win of preseason. And finally, the Guildford Flames topped the Storm 6-1 at the Spectrum. But this week, we do it for real, boys. Uh, Challenge Cup and Premier Sports Elite League action. Um, the Glasgow clan host the Flyers on Friday. The Stars go to Fife on Saturday and then return home to face the clan on Sunday in the Cup and in the league on Saturday. Um, here we go again. Panthers against the Flames, Storm against the Blaze, Steelers against the Devils, which is probably pick of the weekend domestically. And on Sunday, the Blaze against the Panthers, Devils against the Storm, and Flames versus Steelers. Um, just really quickly, Paddy, uh, there, there was quite a lot of movement on the benches this summer, kind of more so than usual. Um, so just a, a quick refresher or a quick cheat note for anybody who isn't up to speed. Um, Nottingham Panthers, Omar Pasha has become their new chief executive from Dundee Stars, friend of the show. Um, he quickly appointed Gary Graham um, from the Omaha Lancers of the United States Hockey League, somewhere where uh, former giants like Doug Christensen have coached. Um, he has ECHL experience and he helped build the Chinese national team for the 2022 Winter Olympics, oddly. Um, and in Dundee, obviously, in Omar Pasha's place is our former head coach, Giants legend, Jeff Mason. In Manchester, Ryan Finnerty has gone upstairs and uh, former starting goalie Matt Ginn has his first taste of head coaching. And in Cardiff, Brody DuPont was obviously uh, took over uh, for the playoffs last season um, after the departure of Jared Scaldi and he has continued on. Um, and then elsewhere, Sheffield, Lauren Fox remains. Coventry, Danny Stewart remains. Todd Didiem obviously remains in Fife. Mr. Fife, Paul Dixon is still in Guildford and Thank God Malcolm Cameron is back in Glasgow. And uh, that's just a quick roundup of preseason. And this weekend, as I say, we do it for real, boys. Well, they I need do. To, um, I, need, I think you said it last week, Davey, that I, I need to update the soundboard with some Malcolm Cameron stuff and some uh, some other bits and pieces that have been said over the last while because the, the soundboard still, still, it's got a lot of a lot of old stuff. Some things aren't going. I'm going to play this again because I just love it. Somebody at Judas, yeah, big dig in the back of the head or two or three people giving you a boot. Not on, 100%, get the police involved. But see one boy against one and they say, right, come on, well, two of us were in the corner, nobody else involved. Fair enough. That's Fair enough. <laughs> that came from the Nolan show when they were talking about the Giants and uh, one of my favourite colours, outside of, of course. The Sheffield Steelers tab team on tape. Another angry Nolan the caller. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's uh, two fixtures obviously this weekend. Uh, we've got Friday at six forty-five. We go to Switzerland to take on HC Davos. Uh, that will be on Free Sports, 
And then uh, back here on Sunday, 4 p.m., Belfast Giants against uh, Trinets at the SSC Arena. This is also on Free Sports, but get yourself down there. It's no doubt. This is a game, and I said this to you boys uh, after the um, after the defeat there. I wouldn't be surprised if we do them one on Sunday. The way that we played against them, I can see us winning. I can definitely see us winning that game. The uh, I think I think the HC Davis one's going to be really, really difficult, really difficult, especially in their own barn and and the how how stacked that team can be. But definitely that Trinets game is one I've got my eye on. I think that we we have the opportunity there to to invite another Czech team into the SSE arena and uh, and send them home, you know, complaining about something about slap shop. Um, <laughs> what, Davey, just briefly, before what we heard from Kevin Rian earlier on, what do you think we've learned from the two games we've played? Um, we, what we've learned versus what we... Oh, what we've learned is that we're good enough to compete. What we've learned, as Kevin Rian said, is that we need to be slightly more disciplined in key, key points of the game. We still need to play. We have to play a North American style of hockey. If we go European against these teams, we'll get destroyed. You know, we have to be physical. We have to be in their faces. We have to get into the blue paint. We've got to get up out their goalkeeper. Um, first goal, crossing that Royal Road. Absolutely superb. When you get down that wing and you get that across the goaltender's eyes, and, and I think it was Gilbert, wasn't it? Just patient on the puck, then roofs it. Those are the goals that win you big games like this. We have to get in and around the goaltender. Shots from points don't beat these high-quality goaltenders. So we just have to be physical from the get-go, but contain that physicality within, I suppose, the laws of the game. Difficult because the ref European referees ref it in a certain way. So, you know, you don't get away with you don't get away with that extra shot. I think there was a wasn't there a, a bit of an altercation down the wall. I can't remember whether it was Coops was involved in it and the, the Davos guy has his helmet and he gives him the extra shot and takes yeah. the penalty. If you take the extra shot, they'll let things go. But if you take the extra shot, generally you're they don't take they don't take two in this competition, they take one. And as we've seen from that altercation in around Peyton Jones net, who's been excellent by the way. Um yep. when you see those altercations around the net, they, they pick a protagonist out and they take one. They don't, you know, EIHL, one guy each let things simmer down. Can't so we've got to keep a lid on our on our emotions as best we can and just believe that we can skate with these teams and opportunities will come and when those opportunities come you have to take them because at the other end they're getting taken against us so strong discipline strong in defence and um, take those opportunities when they come along it makes it sound easy doesn't it it was it was, that, it, was that, it was that physicality against Liberates that brought this second Score more than reminded man. me a movie of slap <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, Davies has given it a fantastic summary of, of, of where we're at and what we need there. Um, I think it's a case of respect them, um, but don't fear them um, because I don't think we have anything to fear. We uh, we can we have shown that at five on five, we can hang with some of the, the best teams in Europe and uh, we just need a little bit to go our way. And, and maybe if there are penalties that we can avoid, if there are aggression-based aggression penalties that we can avoid for the good of, of trying to, to score a result, then uh, then I think that's that's a lesson that we can learn this week. But um, yeah, respect, but no fear, boys. Let's, let's have a rattle at them. I really, I genuinely think, uh, my hot take this weekend, and you can crush me on the end, Internet is that I really think that that we have a result in us over Trinitz over uh, in, in Belfast. 
I agree. Those games, like I said, it's Friday at 6.45 on Free Sports, live from HC Davos. And good luck to everybody traveling out there. Very, very jealous. Looks like a hell of a... That arena, Patty. Yeah, it looks the, like a church. I've never seen nothing like it. they call it. It looks absolutely stunning. So you know, uh, safe travels to everybody traveling out there. Like I say, very, very jealous. And uh, we'll be joining them Free Sports with, uh, with Aaron Murphy, Friday at 6.45. And then back to the SSE Arena on Sunday, 4 p.m., for the game against Trinets. Any other business, boys? I'll just start with one. Blake was in the arena on uh, on yes, Sunday. Yes, he was. So and, uh, it was good to see him there. So so, so good to see him. A lot, a lot going on. And, uh, good to see the whole family actually you know andrew and christine and pixie and neil were there as well and uh, you can tell that that's a really special kind of uh it's, it's respite for them i think it's it's a chance for them to as we often talk about come through the doors and just be a family and to enjoy their hockey and, and unite around the thing that we love and it's it's great to see blakey growing up and, and, and he was looking good at the weekend there yeah here just for neil just for neil russell <laughs> that's going on backwards <laughs> what's he said put the hat on backwards can't see your face no, he said non-branded, poor form, because you boys have the, you know, all the, <laughs> all, the all the swag, all the swag on. So I'll dress like Jonathan Williams here. I'll be a forty-something-year-old mom with a backwards baseball cap. I'm like Fred Durst here, but it's a bit of a facelift there, actually. I like it. You look good, pal. You look good. Even, evening, coach. Um, <laughs> anything for yourself, Davey? Imagine getting chirped by the CEO of the Nottingham Panthers. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, no, no there, further mate. business from me, Patrick. No further business. I, I, I gotta write, there's a book there, mate, and I'm going to write it. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up. I say big thanks Give me a free to, uh, to I'll not be banned. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. That's just unbelievable. I used to, used to compliment my writing back in the day. Anyway, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, big thanks to uh, to Kevin Rian and, of course, to the wonderful George Awada for joining us on this week's A View from the Bridge. Um, big thanks to Michael Cooper as well, those photographs in regards to, to um, Jim Gillespie. Uh, at the, and the congratulations to Michael Cooper on his on his double victory. On his uh, double victory? What have I missed? He's the top's marksman in Northern Ireland and the, the Republic of Ireland. He's like... Oh, he's right. a... Is he gunman? Oh, is he? Fair play. Fair play. And he's one leg. I'm not going to follow that up with anything else, really. Wrap the show, Patrick. <laughs> Wrap the show. We're official now. Wrap the show. The uh, yeah, but I'm but the two games as we said against HC Davos Friday six forty five. If you're not making the trip out to Switzerland, you will get that on Free Sports of Aaron Murphy, and then the trip back, uh, SSC Arena Belfast Giants against uh, against Trinets. Um, that is four p.m. on Sunday. And if uh, if you can't get down to the arena, that is on. Oh, you going like that? Oh yeah, right enough. Well done, yeah, to Michael. It's, it's so that, for everybody boy. not watching on YouTube, there's a picture of Michael Cooper with his trophies. Um, <laughs> yes, and that's four p.m. on Sunday, and you can uh, get that on Free Sports if you're not making the trip down, gentlemen. A pleasure to see you. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And. You can get us on you can get us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh kingdomofthegiants.com and all your podcast clients. And uh wherever you are watching your hockey this weekend, be it in Switzerland or back at home, we hope you enjoy it. We'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.